Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so stoked about my beautiful guest today because little did we know, but we actually live in the same town, <laughs> live in the same, like literally within miles of each other. And we met through uh, a mutual friend and just to come to find out, she's just this remarkable woman. So let me tell you a little bit about Stacy. She is a 26 year sober, free spirit led believer, wife, mom, of three, transformation leader, executive coach, international best-selling author, and the founder of High Powered Success, Your Edge in Life and Business. Wow. Her unconventional way provokes thought, confronts complacency, and inspires her clients to insightful action that profits every area of their life and business. Stacy is an authentic agent of change, an ambassador of truth, devoted to the master's plan. Her positive energy and love for God and people are simply contagious. I can say this is true. And she brings a level of talent and understanding to her expertise that is rare. Her gifts are truly life-changing and highly recommended. And I just want to say, um, yes, I put my stamp on all of that information. Welcome to the podcast, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me. You're such a delight. So cool. I'm so excited that we're doing this. So, you know, God is so good because here we are like moving in the same, on a very similar path in the same town and never even knowing each other. (laughs) And so many years I heard your name. You need to be Michelle. I'm like, who, what? Yeah, really God has a right time for everything. So um, it's just been a pleasure. Since I've met you, my life has been changed. Like I, I really do feel your uh, presence. I don't see you often, but like, you know, when you just know that somebody new is in your field, your energy field or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I, I felt the like- same when I met you. It's like we, I could have sat there with you all day and we could have gone in so many different directions, but there's this thing. I, I like to call it supernatural synergy. It's this thing that happens when God brings people together and you have I think the center of that is just such a love, such a, a heart for God and such an excitement about whatever he, it is that he's doing like this submitted heart, I feel like. And yeah. so, um, I've had the opportunity over the last, you know, over a year now with girl power Alliance to connect with these women. And it's like the moment we connect, we it's as if we have been in each other's lives for years. There's, there's no separation. There's no even getting to know each other. It's just this, connection on a level that I can't explain. And I felt that the moment that we met. So awesome. Nothing like it. Nothing compares. So tell, okay. I know I read your bio, but of course there's so much more to who you are. Tell everybody that's listening, you know, a little bit more about what brought you into what you're doing now. And part of your bio says 26 years sober. So maybe you want to address that as well. Yeah. I, you know, when, when, you think about your story. That's what we're here to tell is our story. Storytellers rule the world. <laughs> and growing up in the church is not where I came from. I didn't, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't come to the Lord until I was 30 years old. And um, 
I had gone through a divorce, abortion, anorexia, adultery. I mean, you name it, like kind of, they all start with an A. <laughs> I'm a writer, so I noticed. Wow, all of these things start with the letter A. It's interesting. Um, very selfishly ambitious. I've grown up in the fitness industry. I did Jane Fonda videos and I mean, you know, since I was 16. I started teaching aerobics when I was 15, actually. And um, so now I'm 57 years old. So I've been in the fitness world my whole life. Um, but, you know, had body distortion issues and addiction issues. I didn't know the source of my supply intimately and personally. So anyways, I got in a car accident on the freeway one night, drunk driving, and um, should have died. But I didn't and ended up in a jail cell. They took me to jail in Orange County and they put me in a prostitution cell, which I didn't know at the time, but as I was sobering up at about two or three in the morning, um, I just began to notice all these women in my midst. And I was like, God, they're just all so beautiful. I remember thinking that, like, where am I and who are these people? And all of a sudden it occurred to me that I was in the prostitution cell and I was not prostituting, but God showed me years later, I was absolutely prostituting and, you know, compromising my values, not knowing who I was caused me to sell myself short in every area of life, in my relationships, in my health, even in the fitness industry. And and this happens to a lot of fitness people. Uh, We compromise our health and well-being in so many other ways Um, and in my business and finances and all of it. So anyways, I I came to three knowings um, that night. And the the first, this is not me, right? I was kind of like that, you know, bottom like that rock bottom point I think is what it was but I realized this isn't me that was my first thought is like where am I and no no I'm not made for this and um and the second thing was my own decisions got me here like I didn't have any kind of like need to blame somebody else for my situation I was at that moment realizing like I did this to myself and then the third thing I realized is if I got myself here, I could get me out of here. <laughs> and so um, it was great, right? And then the courts appointed me to sobriety, but like you had to be sober for six months, court appointed, wow. you know? So if you got caught drunk or whatever, you were in jail for a long time. So I was only in jail for that night. Um, and so anyways, I went ahead and took the challenge. Well, after a couple, not even a couple weeks, it was probably a week of not drinking. I was like shaking, like, oh my God, like, what do I do with all these feelings? You know, because the alcohol just numbs everything, yeah. gives you a great escape. So I started therapy and personal development and then boom, an old friend came into my life and said, don't you know Jesus? And I'm like, well, I think like I grew up in America. I went to a Christian school for a time when I was very young. Um, so I had teachers praying for me, but then I went to the public school and never went to church. Anyways, um, so, you know, that was the beginning of BAM. I got into Bible studies and the word of God became alive in me and everything changed from that point forward. I quit therapy after a year and um, I still have a heart for the personal development world because I think when you're really on a quest for truth, which is what I want, I wanted answers. And when you really want to know the truth, you actually will run into him. <laughs> and I encountered Jesus through the word of God. And my life has never been the same since. Wow. Now I have three beautiful kids and a marriage that lasted. I never thought I'd be married again. 
I divorced and did the whole thing. So yeah, a really happy ending. Um, but the beginning of some radical, painful growth as well, you know, we got to have both, both sides. So, and then how did you go from being in the fitness industry to like, you're this amazing biblical, like business leadership coach? Yeah. Well, I think it was my own personal development, like my commitment to growing up, um, and putting away childish ways. Right. Paul said like, when I'm a child, I think like a child, I, I act like a child, I, I behave like a child. But once you're an adult, you should be able to think according to the mind of Christ. Now I'm speaking to the Christian, um, which means that you're not making your decisions from being afraid and you're not making your decisions from a place of safety and comfort and familiarity. And I want to be close to my, that's not where we make decisions as, you know, a believer in Christ, we are his very body. We should be able to recognize fear and turn it into great power in our life and, and walk by faith and not by sight. So that's my work. And that's where it started is choosing love over fear. That's my personal development journey kind of started right there is really a black and white, like this is what love looks like. And this is what fear looks like. And then now my work with my clients is let's recognize fear in your life. Cause that's how the enemy works. And if we can recognize the many, many, you know, nuances of fear and the ways of deceit is so cunning, then we can close all those doors and we can walk by faith and not by sight. And we can experience a crazy, meaningful, impactful, abundant life. Um, that's how clear it got for me. So even though I do a lot of things with my clients, it kind of is just like, let's go right into the pain, right into the uncomfortable place, right into the fear, figure out what's going on, unravel it, turn it around, alchemize that energy because it's so potent and like let it propel us into a beautiful future. Um, do you know how badly the entire world needs your message? Like, how can we get what you just said in every ear on every television? I mean, the enemy has used fear in unbelievable exponential ways in the last year. And I've just watched it. The, I feel like the world has self-destructed in so many yeah. ways. We implode. That's, that's all it is, is fear. It's just, it's just fear. It, it's so crazy. And if you don't know how to recognize it, I'm writing the sequel to, I wrote a book called Egypt to Canaan. Now I'm writing the sequel and it's taking me way too long. I, I didn't expect that it was going to be this big of a project, but the time is now is what God has told. I thought it was four years ago, but no, now I'm seeing like, take the land and that means take the land of your own heart to get mm. the fear out of there, right? Um, and all the limiting beliefs and all the crazy paradigms that we're living according to. But take the land of our nation yes. as well. And take the land called Canaan, the promised land. Like it's ours to take, but we can't wait for it to just fall into our lap. We have to fight yes. for it. Like freedom is, um, you got to be willing to stand up against tyranny. And that's, that's what we're seeing, tyranny. And it's just fear. It's it's, it's manifestation. tyranny. It's deceit. It's one of the things that I've been praying for the last year is, and it almost makes me want to cry. Yeah, that the blinders would come off. Like I, yeah. people, people I love and people I know. It, it's like I'm looking at them, but I'm not looking at them because it's like they're they're blinders. There's something covering their ability to see what seems plain as day to me. It seems, and I don't, I really don't talk politics very often. I don't hardly ever post anything on social media that would be 
um, divisive because I don't want to be that person on social media. I always want to be a light. I always want to point people to Jesus, but, I, but I will tell you there, there is such divisiveness. There's such a spirit of lies and blindness. And I don't, the, the only answer is Jesus because we, I can't make people unblind. <laughs> so it says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people. That's his job is to blind us. And the, 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 his ways are cunning, deceptive, hard to see, even when you can see. Yeah hard to see so when you're blind and he's working there's no way that you can recognize him without the spirit of god illuminating right so that we pray ephesians 1 18 that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know we we need to be enlightened in order to know how the enemy is working um right here in our midst and if we can be in charge of our own blinders every day yeah. That can help a lot. Like if we did nothing more but take the blinders off of our own eyes each and every day by opening up the word of God and asking God to illuminate, to give us understanding of the times, um, just, just take ownership for our own ability to see and hear from God. That could just really help. Because <laughs> it's so easy to see what's going on in everybody else's life, you know. Of course, oh, it's way easier. It's way easier to say, "Hey, look at you." <laughs> no, but we have to understand that all of life is a reflection. So when we see something in somebody else, we have to understand or look at the three fingers pointing back at us. Like, mm. how am I guilty of this same thing, or what am I thinking right now, and how have I brought judgment upon my own self? Mm. You know, getting introspective with this whole thing. Um, is the point like stuff doesn't happen just to happen. It's trying to, to yeah. reveal to us our need for God and our own, you know, depraved blind state. Right. And so yeah. all needing to be used for good. So this whole journey of being a believer is, I think it's different than what people think. Number one, like it's a completely different thing than what people think when they, when you just randomly walk down the street and you say, you know, are you, do you, are you a person of faith? Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I, I feel like, first of all, I'm going to get deep for a second. First of all, here in the United States, Western culture, I feel like our faith is weak. We are, we are people of weak faith because we have so much given to us so easily that our reliance on just the daily, you know, sustenance, food, safety, shelter, we really take it for granted because we grew up and even, even people that grew up very, very poor still do don't live like the third world. And so we have this very like almost Santa Clausy weak faith. You go into other countries. If you've ever done mission work or spoken to people that are from there, their faith is so strong. They rely on God so wholly that it seems otherworldly to us. So, so that's, I just want to put that there. But as you were speaking, I just felt the power of the Holy spirit because, you know, back in 2019, when God first gave me the vision for this, like the whole girl power Alliance thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I don't know if anybody's even going to like it. And part of the, the, I don't know if anybody wants it, but I'm going to do it. And part of the, the thing that he told me was, and this is before COVID. Okay. None of this had happened. And he told me two things very specifically. And I, I've said it a lot. And I've, when I have said it, I have felt like I knew what it meant, but as you were speaking, like whole new meaning just like was revealed to me. Um, he told me two things. Number one, that there was going to be a massive shift in the church. This is at the end of 2019. 
I mean, right. Okay. So number two, he told me that we were on the verge that we were going to see the greatest revival that the world had ever seen. And that the catalyst was going to be women and it was going to be women in the marketplace. That's what he told me. It wasn't going to come from the big C church. It would be women in the marketplace. And as you were speaking, I had said, you know, how do we unblind people, which is apparently I made up a word, but, um, I believe what you do, I believe what we're doing collectively and being bold about our faith. I believe that's it. That's how we unblind people. It was like all at once. It just be like, that's, that's a piece of it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Well, we're doing it. I mean, you're, you've been doing it. We're doing it. I just, I just want to turn up the volume. Like my whole purpose of doing this podcast is to give you a spotlight and a megaphone and turn up the volume on what you're doing. So more people know you, more people can hear you, more people can connect with you. More people can see if she's doing it and she's doing it and she's doing it. I can do it too. Right. So you're okay. You wrote your first book. Yeah, I did three collaborations before my solo book. So I was starting, God had, you know, drew me in. It was interesting because they were secular projects and they said, you can't oh. use the word Jesus because they were in the personal <laughs> development world. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like I had to pray, like, is that what you want? Like, is that my, is that my place? And sure enough, God was trying to like, give me a new language that would reach a bigger uh, yes. course. And it was beautiful and it challenged me in so many ways. Um, so it was awesome. And then after that, I, I had been working on my own book for so long <laughs> that when the collaborations, you know, the offers came in for the, I'm like, yeah, let's just finish something. You know, it took me 10 years to publish Egypt to Canaan. And so now I know that my own projects, my own books are really my own journey. Like my book is, is just, it's me pouring myself out, you know, as a drink offering. And um, so that's so funny. But the change, I did the change and I did um, living without limitations. That was my first one. Wow. Um, and they were about like really healing the world and really hooking, you know, holding hands with people um, just for that, like stepping in, using our stories, you know, all these crazy testimonies of what people have been through and, and how um, it's being turned into, it's really the work of redemption, really. I say that I'm in the redemptive redemption business, you know, I take all this horrible stuff that Satan tried to destroy us with. And I help people see how it literally is like being used for good. If they, if they want to let it be used for good. Right. But like, let's turn it around and pull out every bit of your story and extract every little thing about you. That's so distinct. And, and, and let's offer it to the world um, because it's so authentic and so powerful. Our stories are so amazing. Um, anyway, they really are. They really are. I mean, they're, they're everything. And, you know, I, one of the things that I say to people is if you listen to the podcast, you're sick of hearing me say it, but I'm going to say it again. Like we have always heard, oh, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. But I believe when you speak the truth, your truth, you tell your story, it actually sets other people free because now they feel like they have permission to do it. It's like, you're, you're saying, 
Okay. I'm going to bear my soul. I'm going to tell you all these bad things, all these things that would, that the world would tell me I should be ashamed. I shouldn't talk about, I don't want to, I want to hide it, but I'm going to bring it out into the light. And when the moment you do that, you're freeing somebody, you're unlocking a door for somebody else to do the same thing, which is why it's so important to share the stuff. And I'm not talking about dumping, like there's enough dumping. I'm talking about what you're exactly doing in your, in your work with people. It's that redemptive work of looking at all the things that the enemy tried to use against you, whether they're your own traits, right? The things you go through, maybe you were victimized. Maybe you were the, the person that victimized somebody else. All these things that the enemy would tell you you're, you're bad. You're not good enough. God won't love you. Other people won't love you all these things. But if, and you said that if, and I, in my mind, I saw giant I and a giant F. If, <laughs> if, if, if you allow God to actually open your eyes, then your own story can serve as such a victorious work in your own life to see that every negative, horrible thing that God, that, that came to you, God will turn it around for your good. Those are your superpowers. If you, if, if you turn it over to God. So beautiful. So, so good. It's like so important. I I'm so admire people like you that have been doing what you're doing for so long and impacting so many lives. And you probably don't even realize all the lives that you've impacted. And so, okay. Before the podcast, you sent me an email and said, yeah, some things are kind of shifting. Do you want to speak into like what's kind of happening right now? Well, I, I think the big shift was that I always my vision was for online business. Like I really thought that I was like online, you know, cause I do a lot of my coaching through zoom. Um, and I use social media to let people know that I'm open for business, but, um, all of a sudden it, this past, well, it's been about a year now. I just began to, I was inspired. I mean, compelled to post regularly. And all of a sudden I wasn't, and I began to doubt. And I was like, is this limiting beliefs or is this a shift in direction? Like I could not figure it out and doing the work that I do. Of course, I want to figure out like, is there fear under this? Am I not wanting to show up for some reason? Like what's going on? And then all of a sudden more and more clients begin to come. And I realized social media is not really my effective marketing like strategy because my clients were not coming from social media they were coming from local like all of a sudden you know whereas my book collaborations and I was doing a um, radio show called the change I was interviewing people from all over the world so I was very much connected globally but you know working from home um, and then all of a sudden I started getting clients through churches pastors leaders in the church families of leaders like needing coaching and they're like, do you do counseling? And I'm like, well, you know, my spiritual gift is counselor. Um, but I'm technically, I'm, I'm a coach. And I work with leaders, definitely, and high performance and all of this. And so they said, would you be willing to? Well, I began to coach people like marriages and one-on-ones and more and more and more one-on-ones. And the, the work was so fulfilling and the impact was so great that I thought, you know what? I can't. Like, this is obvious. God is shifting me to minister to my community and my local, like the valley that we live in. There are so many needs right in front of my face that I just let it go. Like I let the online, you know, the whole, wow. Yeah. All that work that I was doing online, I was like, I got to let that go and just be fully present and excited about what God has brought my way. Understand like, this is where I'm called to be right now. And so I have got some incredible 
not only projects going on, like my clients are dreaming really big and setting out to do some incredible things. And I get to like be there to cheer them on and give them the wow. support that they need. Um, but I've also seen miracles happen in the lives of people that were just like physically sick, ready to die almost like parents were so scared for their kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, seeing them like sober and free and married and in love. And like, I've gotten to witness the coolest things from people in their twenties all the way up to their sixties. So like even being able to identify my ideal client, like I was even having a hard time doing that because Jesus just, I'm like, here I am, God send me, use me, whatever. And and so that's what's happening. So you did the actual polar opposite of the rest of the world where everybody else took their, you know, physical presence online. God's like, no, 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 you're going to go here. And I, I think, I mean, I'm not surprised one bit because in a time where people were losing connection and having to do this all the time, talking to people through a screen, a dot on their computer, right there, you were able to actually have this physical in-person thing and probably at really pivotal times in their lives and how awesome. And you know, that's kind of the theme of my life. That is a distinguished or a distinctive characteristic about me and my personality and the way God used. Like the masses go this way and then I go that way. And then the masses come this way and then I go that way. And it's never been on purpose. And I had to really explore, like, am I super connect? Am I super committed to disconnect? You know, I thought maybe there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Cause you look at your ways and you're like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I would really like, you know, just my work, um, kind of forces me to stay ahead of the game. Like I need to be forging paths. I need to be, you know, doing the deep work in myself. If I'm going to be able to support others through their, you know, night seasons and, you know, the hidden things, the darkness, it could be your potential that you don't want to see, or it could be shame that you don't want to see. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the darkness. And that's really where I love to work. I love God says in Psalm 18, 11, that he makes darkness his secret place. So, you know, Psalm mm. 91, how it, it says that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I've always loved that verse, but the secret place is darkness. Like, that's what it is. And darkness is all the unknown stuff. It's not evil. Like in Genesis, it says that he called darkness night. It just, it just has a name. It doesn't have to be evil. It's not the power of darkness or whatever. So, so the darkness is where I do my best work. And that could be your fear, you know, the scary place. Well, it's always scary because it's unknown. Like the only thing we're scared of is what we don't know. So whether it's a, a untapped potential that's scaring us or whether it's some like, you know, shame and some hidden like sin or whatever, like I'll go there with you. Like, that's where I love, like, I'm like, let's go, let's go into the dark place where you've never wanted to go. And I'm right here with you. Like, I love it. I love it. This is where light, oh, like, well, light you can tell darkness, right? Why? You were made for that. What? You were made for made that. For so bring me the stuff. Like I am not scared. I'm, I'm not scared of any. I'm not afraid of any of it. And I'm not like, this is another superpower I have. I don't have that judgmental thing on me. Like, I don't care what you bring to the table. Like, bring it, bring it. I love you. I love it all. Like all of it is Beautiful. good. All of it is used for good. Like, let's not give the enemy any 
glory yeah. for any of this. Like, so I love that people come to me with their secrets, you know, and, and we work through it. What an honor. It's an honor. So if people are listening and they've fallen insanely in love with you, which they'd be dead not to, um, how can they, how can they find you? Are like, are you on social media at all anymore? Tell them how they can connect. With I you. feel compelled every so often to post something. Um, but I am stacyc.com and I do have a little website shame. You know how that goes where you're like, I want my website to be better. Um, again, I let the website go too, because it's like, that's not really a huge tool in my business, but um, you can go check it out. I mean, there's enough there to kind of, you know, you can book a complimentary call. Like if you want to set up a complimentary call, we can chat about what's going on in your life, what might be plaguing you right now and how I can support you. I love that. That's what I do. So you can book a call there. Or you can go check me out there. And I am on Facebook and Instagram. So um, Stacy C or Stacy Carnaluti. And I am also well, don't worry if you didn't get that. We'll make sure all of her information is in the show notes. So you can just click on it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then it's just going to be right below the video and the information. And I just, um, I'm excited about what you're doing. I know you're writing a book right now. Are you, are you actively writing it right now? Actively every morning I wake Thank up you. and I write. That's what I do. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is it like happening? How fast is it happening? I want to oh, read it. So oh, that's what I was, that's what I was referring to earlier is that like, I thought that this book was going to kind of be the practical application of the first book. The first yeah. book is 541 pages. And so I thought I'll just write a short little synopsis about how to get there quickly or why you're wandering in the wilderness. Like I, there are people wandering in the wilderness, you know, and they should be in the promised land. So, so the, the book is called take the land, like stop wandering in the wilderness and just take the land that God has given you. Right. Um, and so I thought it would be done really quickly, but then God began to bring mm -hmm. more. And so I'm like, all right, is it going to so be 500 people, pages again? No, uh, my goal is to keep it like in the twos. Like I thought I could keep it in the ones, but I can't keep it in the ones. but it's 200 ish, 250. I'm so so it's three sections. It's talking about disrupting unprofitable patterns in your life. It's talking about dismantling irrelevant paradigms in your life. And it's talking about devoting to the call of God mm. because there's no greater purpose. There, there's nothing greater in this life than to devote yourself wholeheartedly. And when you know your lane and you can run with endurance to win, you're happy and you're healthy and you're whole and you're, you're impactful and you're powerful. And it's just a great life. And if you're just not, you know, if you're compromised, you're unhappy. And it, ultimately I just want people healthy and happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. With like eyes, that, eyes open. I know. And not blind. Yeah. yeah not <laughs> unblind or not whatever I said earlier. <laughs> Well, I thank you so much. I hope you'll come back when you're finished with the book and talk about the book. And whenever you feel compelled, just call me and say, let's get on a podcast. I want to share this because I want to just continue to push you out there. More people to hear your incredible story, your message, your um, just wisdom, 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 just it's so packed. Your story is so packed. And you know what I love about you? I think the most is, I mean, you have all this wisdom you have, but you have this lightness to you this joyful like countenance that is absolutely and i think it said contagious in your bio it is contagious your joy is very contagious thank you so much thank you i appreciate so you and i thank you so much for being on here today thank you for what you're doing 
You're amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you. How about that? Right in my own neighborhood almost. Not quite. (laughs) But in my own town, that amazing powerhouse of a woman who's just shifting lives and has been for a number of years. What a what an incredible woman. Well, thank you for listening. And if you aren't a part of our community, you know, we have a private Facebook page where you can join us, join the conversation. And, you know, we have no rules in there. <laughs> I want that to be your community where you can go and you can talk and you can promote yourself. Um, not like so many of the other Facebook pages that have all these rules and you're only allowed to do this on this day. I just... There's no competition in the kingdom, ladies. So you can come and speak and share your everything there inside of that page. It's GPA Inner Circle. on. It's a group, private group on Facebook, and you are welcome to join that. If you're not already part of our membership community, we want to invite you to be a part of that. We do a lot of things in there, and there are membership perks for sure. And we have a lot of things coming. And so trust me. It's literally the cost of your monthly coffee to be connected to other kingdom-minded women that are out there doing things, um, big things. (laughs) They're moving the needle. They're changing the culture. They're changing their community. They're shifting the atmosphere. And they're doing it in just remarkable ways with grace and love and just a joy for the Lord that is unmatched. So head over there so that you can be a part of that community. And I've been talking about this every week, but we have our give back day coming up in just a couple of weeks here, October 16th. It's a Saturday. And we're asking that any women that are involved with us or even know about Girl Power Alliance to choose something that you're doing on that Saturday to give back in your community. Could be something big, could be something small. Maybe you gathered up a group of women and you guys are cleaning up a neighborhood or feeding the homeless or whatever it is that you're doing, or maybe you're doing something just with your family. We're just asking that this be the day that you say, yes, we're going to do something um, that is going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And if you want to support this effort um, and be part of it, then we want to encourage you to go to our website and purchase the cute shirt that we have for the give back day. It's $25 and a hundred percent of the proceeds go to an organization that is going to, that is actively helping to fight sex trafficking, to take women and children out of sex trafficking and help get them um, a life, a new life free uh, from that prison that they have been in. So just go over to girlpoweralliance.com and head over to our store and you can purchase that shirt right now. And if while you're there, go ahead and click join <laughs> and join our trial membership for $1.99. What we have here is what I literally have searched for for over a decade, a community of women that are super ambitious and making things happen in the marketplace, building empires for their families and for the kingdom and doing it with such a passion for Christ, knowing that they are the ambassadors of Christ, they're the hands and feet of Christ. I searched everywhere for you ladies, but guess what? You don't have to search anymore. We're right here at Girl Power Alliance. We're doing amazing things together. There's no competition in the kingdom, and it's just an exciting time. Girl Power Alliance is the international alliance of Christian women in business. 